Hello and welcome to another episode of Cast It Into the Fire podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Bill. We are back to Game of Thrones. We're on um, Jon Snow chapter, uh, I believe the fourth one. Yeah. And this is the chapter introducing my favorite character in this, Samuel Tarly. Yeah, he's quite a few other people's favorite characters in it. Um, he's There's... The, a lot of the Night's Watch gets fans, I guess. I don't know. I know that uh, John's popular, Sam's popular, uh, and a few of the others are popular. I think Pip is. Anyway, whatever. Going on to the, uh, the chapter. So, I have the illustrated edition open. And uh, Bill's first reaction to this uh, drawing of Samuel Tarley is he looks like Alfred Molina. Well, that was like, that was like months ago. Seeing it again, he looks like a combination of a, uh, of um, yeah, I guess at mostly Alpha Malie, but just like young, much younger and much uh, well, not much, but younger and heavier. So, um, it's a good drawing. Um, I will say. I'd say he's thinner than accurate, and he's um, too trust for the environment to be accurate. Well, that's the thing that really, like, threw me, is she said he's too dressed for the environment. So I guess he Like, you know, maybe the Samwell from book three might be wearing something more like that. Uh, Instead, he, I guess, came in his lord clothes or something. His lordling? They call him a lordling, because he's, uh... Like, I guess, Jon Snow, so... This is a chapter I read today. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry's here, too. She's... Hi. She's listening. <laughs> so Jon Snow is in the practice yard teaching the other boys, you know, how to do sword play like a castle-raised... Boy who's had a master at arms to teach him stuff. Yeah. And. Yeah, just at that moment, Darian, the um, singer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. He's the bard. Yeah, he's basically the bard, and that's <laughs> the thing. They later they explain that. About that, did, they, 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 did we explain that earlier? Did no, we, we uh, didn't. Yeah, we get to. We'll, we'll talk that. about him later. He's coming right. Well, he's coming right up. He he sings, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah. And a new boy comes in. Um, he's very not dressed for the weather. He's got on his, you know, embroidered. Uh, look at me, I'm a lord kind of clothes on, and... Including a, um... Embroidered... Striding Huntsman on it, which Jon Snow doesn't recognize what house that's from at all. No, he, he doesn't, but it's... It's House Tarly, which is a, uh... Which is a, um... It's an important house from the south. They are... They're, they're, they're important. They threw their lot in with, um... With the Targaryens. Yeah. They, uh... So they were loyal to the Targaryens. And also they're sworn to, um, 
House Highgarden. Yeah. I mean, sorry, House Tyrell of Highgarden. Tyrell is the one that they are with, yeah. So that's the one that they're known for serving, apparently. And the only house that Robert Baratheon ever lost in battle to. Yeah. So, Which is impressive. They're they're meant to be like they're meant to be really really good soldiers. And the other thing Jon Snow notices right off the bat is um, this guy is not skinny. He's described as being twenty stone, which, um, that's two hundred and eighty. Is it okay? See, yeah. I can never remember the stone. My goodness, it's uh, bad enough to, me- to remember. <laughs> and with the kind of descriptions George R. R. is using, it's yeah. making it sound like quite a bit more than that. Yeah. Um. Well, that's what he does. He exaggerates things, and he'll 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 shift dimensions quite often, and that's something that we've, I think, noted before. That's something that you know, it's it's a surprise. <laughs> it's not going to stop. And now about the wording we use, um, we talked about this. I do use the word fat, not as an insult, as a neutral descriptor. Um, it's. Well, anyway, it comes in right away. Thorn's not impressed. Um, says they run short of poachers and thieves. Now you're sending pigs to run the wall. Uh, you can see this is not gonna be going well. Yeah, they're uh, they're insulting him. They're picking on him. Um, right away they like you know none of your clothes are right. None of this is black. You're gonna have to get new everything and as it happens most of it doesn't fit despite the blacksmith for the night's watch not being a small guy either so you'd think they'd have more around that yeah and yeah right away they're like yeah we want to see you fight they well Sir Alistair (laughs) yeah encourages it They choose Halder, who's, you know, a strong stonemason. Yeah, he, he was born in a quarry and apprenticed to a stonemason. He was 16, <laughs> tall and muscular, and his blows were as hard as any John had ever felt. So, yeah. And, and so the, right away, Halder pretty yeah. much splits his helmet and... Um, Right away, Samuel is like, I yield, I'm not... Don't hit me anymore. Everyone's laughing at this, and... Yeah, and Alistair's trying to get him to pick up his sword and fight, and he's just gonna get beaten, and, well, uh... he was bleeding, too. Yeah. And, uh... You know, he just keeps, uh... Thorne keeps encouraging it, and, uh, you know... Sam is like at this point in pain and John uh John gets a sense of uh justice on that and decides that he's gonna intervene. Yes. And John intervenes as yeah, enough Halder. 
and um, Thorn doesn't take this well, you know, having his word being superseded on this. And, you know, John is saying that he yielded and there's no honor in beating a fallen foe. And Thorne's like, oh no, how about, um, how about we send in more boys and, um, have, if John wants to protect Samwell so much, let's, you know, try uh, three against one, see if you can get past, um, get past Jon Snow. Okay, we are back. I had somewhat lost my flow here, and... We were trying to keep uh, Alistair's nicknames for everyone straight, and we actually had some issues. Yeah, I actually had to look it up. Yes, they got Rat being Rast, Pimple being Albert, yeah, Stonehead the... is Halder, yeah, and like John... the Bastard is John, yeah, Piggy is Sam. Bas- yeah, those are obvious, but like, yeah, <laughs> there was another one named, yeah. He's so, got a demeaning yeah. nickname for everyone. So. Yeah, like I said, he he totally actually. If this was actually made in the nineties or something, like people say that, what <laughs> if that would be you could cast him as Arlie Ermy or something, Sir Alistair. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, they've anyway. got a three against one fight going where Jon Snow defends Samwell, and of he, course he's, he's like, "Oh, you see, Lady Love, you should uh, defend him, make an exercise of it." Yeah. So so he's uh. He then makes it three against one with, uh, who is it? Rat, Pimple, and Stonehead? Yeah, so that will be Rast, Albert, uh, and Halder. Against Jon Snow. Now, Jon Snow and is Pip, a better fighter. And Pip but, joins on Jon Snow's side. Well, so. he, he does that, and that's one of those Not things. that Pip is an especially good fighter either. Yeah, but I still think that Alistair was actually... The, the impression I get is that Alistair's pissed about this, because... Basically, he has two that are kind of defying him, and, you know, one of them's an actual okay fighter. Like, all the others aren't good fighters, it sounds Do you like. think maybe in his own, like, oh, except for, except uh, terrible for Hal, way he's Hal, trying to get, um, Halder or whatever. get Sam to change his mind and leave? No, I think he's possibly considering him hazing him to death. Or I think he's doing something... Like, again, this is like... Almost reminiscent of that sort of uh, training in uh, things like Full Metal Jacket. You were asking about certain references. I mean, that could have been one. It probably wasn't, but it's just, you know, medieval. It's a medieval training. It's supposed to be brutal. So, no, he's trying to He's trying to either... Do you think anything a here's a reference? Can... Well, I don't know. That's I'm like, hard. look, here's a guy named Halder. There's a Halder from Lord of the Rings. I assume there's nothing... Uh... No, that's just like one of those, like... <laughs> It's just one of those... Mar- and, like, you know... It's, like, Halder one letter, different spelling. Halder and Pip and things like that. There's stuff like that. Pip is more likely to be a reference. But I mean, he's is, short, he's got big ears, he's a singer. Yeah, he's he the is, but also... Tom Foolery one. He is, uh, but also... <laughs> you have, uh... You have... This was, what, mid-96? You have, like, other characters. They're, these are common names in fiction now. Like, you know, people like that. And, you know, he's making good use of them. But, uh, they all have different names. They are pretty interesting. Anyway. So, it's three against two. It's three against point. two. 
<coughs> with a man down. Um, and John and Pip do win against the three, but not without, um, you without, know, taking some injuries themselves. Yeah, they get they all get pretty badly hurt. Um, And Al- Alistair Thorne basically, you know, chastises them and says that uh, a mummer's farce has gone on quite long enough. And uh, he's just, he's just... Uh, oh, show versions. Like, go clean the armory. It's all you're good for. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's not happy because he, he but he, he, it's clearly he's just trying to toughen them all up even more. Um, and uh, how they're... Is still rivalry. He's still stoking his rivalry with John, and he thought he finally had him. And uh, John admitted that he he said, "For an instant, I thought I finally had you." And John replied, "For an instant, you did." So, uh, yeah, they're. Uh, that's when they ask about uh, Samuel Tarley. Yeah, uh, it was a John and uh, Well, oh, he actually comes around and finds John, like, trying to deal with, um... Oh, yeah, that's true. Injuries he took from, I think, uh, Halder. Yeah. Because he notices, like, oh, he actually took something. He took, you know, he fought for me. Um... So, yeah, Sam's, like, taking off his, uh, helmet and... Um, that's when he says who he is. He's Samuel Tarley from Horn Hill. And his father was Lord Randall the Bannerman to the Tyrells of Highgarden. And he used to be heir. And then he just kind of doesn't want to keep talking about yeah, that. He trails off. Um, says that you can just call him Sam if you want. And Pip and Gwen are there with their comedy. Oh, you can call John Lord Snow. You don't want to know what his mother calls him. Yeah. And, uh, and they talk about how they argue over who's the ugly one. I'm Is sure. it Gwen or Pip? They say that about his mother because Sam said that that's what his mother called him. Yes. Yeah. Is this some sort of a backward joke about how much Catelyn hates John? Yeah. Probably. Uh, That's the way I read that. And Gwen and Pip have their debate over which one is the ugliest because, you know, that's how they are. And they ask Sam why he didn't get up and fight. And he says he wanted to, but he just couldn't. And he fears he's a coward. His lord father always said so. And Gwen and Pip are both shocked that he would just like say it out loud like that yeah and Pip says it's too stupid to be crazy oh no that is out of grad Sam says he's sorry and just kind of leaves goes off to the armory to do whatever and uh, no he won't do better tomorrow and Cran says, oh, nobody likes Cravens, and maybe we shouldn't have helped him. They're going to think we're Craven, too. So this Cran, I guess, thinking being Craven is contagious. Yeah. 
You're too stupid to be craven, says Pip. Yeah. If a bear attacked you in the woods, you'd be too stupid to run away. No, I wouldn't. I'd run away even faster than you. Yeah, that's 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 a good way of well, saying Pip, it, though. Pip got him. Yeah. Pip got him. There's um, some discussion about the various daily tasks that the Night's Watch have. Like, you know, mucking out the stables and um, fletching arrows, which means attaching the feather to it. Yeah. And wetting weapons with the whetstone in the armory. And hunting for food. You know, all the day-to-day stuff that keeps the Night's Watch running but isn't you know, a glamorous battle. Yeah. And bringing up crushed gravel up the winch cage all the way to the top of the wall to scatter on the icy footpaths so it's not ice slick to fall off of. And while John's doing that, he's thinking about Tyrion and wondering what Tyrion's reaction to um, Samwell would have been and to him calling himself a craven... Tyrion had said most men would rather deny a hard truth than face it. Yeah, and he said it's, you know, it's sort of courageous in its own little way that he actually admitted to being, you know, a craven. Of course, I also think that, you know, someone like Samwell is intelligent and he also isn't going to, like, deny reality to that extent because he never really just could, as we learned. Like, he never was able to really... He does not have the fight part of the fight or flight, Uh, it seems. In many ways, I think that Sam and Tyrion are meant to be parallel characters. Yeah, a few people I heard said that. Um, You know, they got a lot in common. Both, uh... (coughs) They both got terrible dads that uh, hate them. More on that later, and... And they're both intellectuals, which you'll later uh, find out that Sam's an intellectual. We don't quite, we're not quite there yet, but, you know, we sort of are. You get a little bit of it out of it. And in, yeah, in both cases, the dad doesn't like them for, well, some reasons that are really something that isn't their fault, and other reasons that are about, you know, how they are as people. Yeah. They never meet, as far as I know, right? Or not really. No, I want they, there to they, be a conversation between they, them. They, they, they don't. They meet. Like, what is it? The only real, the closest thing to an interaction they had in the show. Like really? in the show, they're all at a meeting table together and more Tyrion than once, but they never show. have a one-on-one conversation. No, no. The the closest thing that they have to an interaction is just the very ending of the series <laughs> where. Tyrion tells his joke. It's like, oh, Tyrion mix starts to tell a brothel he joke. He starts and... to tell his brothel joke, and that's <laughs> that ended that season that people are not as fond of. <laughs> but yes, I want there to be an in-the-books conversation between T- Sam and Tyrion. Now, keep in mind, that would mean post-book five Tyrion, which... Isn't quite the same Tyrion that you have in this book. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, there's more about Pip, the mummer's boy, um, and how he was, uh, entertaining in the hall over, you know, the meal, and how he could do a whole bunch of different voices. He could do different voices, and he could identify people by their accents. Yeah. No, he could tell Samuel was from somewhere near Highgarden. Yeah, he he automatically could place accents. He's he was good like that. And he could do, um, he could do impressions. He could stuff. do impressions. He could do a king, a swineherd, an alehouse girl, a virgin princess, yeah. eunuchs that sound like Alice or Thorne. And while all this is happening, uh, Samuel finds a bench as far away from the others as he can. And uh, Jon Snow comes his way. He brings Ghost. Yeah, we, he sees Ghost. He says, oh, is that, a, is that a wolf? It's a dire wolf. And, you know, well, we discussed that, that whole thing in a whole episode. Um, yes, we did. So, yeah, it's the sigil and how, and the, Sam talks about how his sigil is the striding huntsman, and he doesn't like to hunt. Um, why is he, and John asks, why is he so afraid of everything? Um, and, um, and you know, they, they talk about... Uh, he's like, let's go outside, and he, right away Sam's like, why? What are we going to do outside? And I think... Yeah. He, I think he suspects John's gonna like take him outside and beat him up or something. Or something. Or something. Or po- po- possibly worse than that. Um, and we we learned that Sam, aside from recent events, he has good reason to think this way, which you know, um, <laughs> yeah. John asks if he's seen the wall, and you know, Sam makes a little quip, "I'm fat, not blind." Um, of course, it's odd. It's seven hundred feet high. Yeah. So. You know, touche. And, uh... Once again, recalling Tyrion, um, the wear it like armor and you it can't be used to hurt you. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah. So... They go outside. How cold it is. And, yeah, he notes that it's cold. He notes the buildings are all falling down. Um, once again... Uh, Sam is another one who expected the Night's Watch to be you know, more uh, impressive than it was. Yeah, and also he never saw snow until last month. Yes, because as far as I could tell, it's I pretty mean... pretty far south, is it? I don't know how accurate, like, this, how, what kind of scale you could apply to the map, but as far as I can tell, Horn Hill probably had a climate like Georgia or something. Yeah. And by Georgia, I mean the state, not the country. So, yeah, he hadn't seen snow ever until he was, like, as far as the Barrowlands, and then it started snowing. Yeah. He liked it. He liked it until he didn't. Until, yeah. until it was, you know, the freezing part, <laughs> which I think that's how a lot of people feel about snow. Um, and, you know, he doesn't want to have to climb the stairs and John remarks that they could winch him up there, which seems to be what a lot of people, I guess, well, I don't know, it's been done a couple times at least. 
I think um, a lot of people prefer to use that than winch, climb a bunch yeah. of rickety stairs up a... The problem is, is that the winch, like, they give the impression that all of these are, like, risky. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and Sam, you know, rightly points out that, you know, he's not fond of that sort of thing. Uh, and, you know, John, John is, like, really getting frustrated now because he realizes that Sam is, in fact, afraid of anything, everything and anything. I mean, why are you even here? Yeah, and why did you do that? Why would a coward like you do this? Join the Night's Watch. And Sam tells his story. <laughs> which, uh, which Sarah, if you want to tell the story of uh, Sam all He actually cries first, like in front of John. Yeah. Which... Well, and then Ghost li- licks up... Ghost, like the giant, probably, you know, gigantic puppy that he is, just licks up the tears and all that. Possibly, I mean, he always seems to be friendly. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, <laughs> so he cries and then they start laughing. Because of the wolf. Yeah, this being afraid of everything does not seem to apply to um, animals from what I've seen. Like, oh, yes, want to pet the giant wolf. Yeah. I mean, unless it involves riding a horse. <laughs> so, yes, the wolf knew what to do. And um, now next thing, you know, John is telling this story of finding the wolf pups in the snow. And then he's telling all about Winterfell and even shares a weird nightmare that he keeps having where he's going through Winterfell and it's just empty and he doesn't know who who he's looking for and sometimes it's Rob and sometimes it's his sister or his uncle who is still missing and the rangers keep going out looking for him and they haven't found him yet and all they've found were like a couple of places where he'd marked a tree but yeah no, Uncle Benjamin. Nope. And apparently this dream also involves finding the ravens have all gone from the rookery and the staples are full of bones, yeah, no just, horses. Uh, just bones, everything. Well, also, I thought it was just horses or were there... I felt like there was implications that there was... Other it doesn't say what kind of bones are in the stable. I assumed horses, but... I sort of got, like, the idea that... Like, it might not have just, been. Well, it was horses, but horses as well as maybe other things. But I don't know. That's just. And then I goes vision. down into the crypts, and it's black inside, <laughs> and um, he thinks something in there is waiting for him, and all the old kings of winter are down there with their stone wolf statues and their iron swords. And it gets darker and darker, and that's when he wakes up, and I finds the wolf beside him on the. Yeah. So, well, Sam has cried in front of John, and John has um, told a personal nightmare to somebody he's barely met, so. Yeah. Um, both it's, of. <laughs> it's something that was revealed. Sorry, go ahead. Well, both of those are things that I don't really associate, like guys especially, in front of strangers. Oh, that'll happen sometimes. <laughs> that'll happen with anybody. Like. Yeah, no, that's 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 how friends often get made. At least back when I was growing up, I'm now almost forty, so 
I don't know how the kids do it anymore. Uh. <laughs> um, John asked Sam if he dreams of Horn Hill, and he's like, no, I hated it there. Yeah, he hated it there, uh, and, you know, Sam talked about... Oh, the Tarleys were old in honor, and he was the eldest son of Lord Randall Tarley. And yeah, they've got, you know, good lands and a keep. And to Mace Tyrell, or Lord of Highgarden and Warden of the South. Yeah, so... So they didn't run the Reachland, but they were pretty important lords there. They had their own lands, and they were basically... I thought the show made the Tarleys richer than they were in the books, though. Maybe, but they they, they, they make made it... their castle look as big as Highgarden. Okay, well they probably did do that then. They probably were uh... <laughs> when in reality in the book it's probably a smaller castle. But the point is, it is still a castle. They do still have their own lands. They're still like the top lieutenant of the Tyrells, and you know they're high ranking. They have their own people. Valyrian steel great sword named Heartsbane that has uh, been in the family five hundred years. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And Samuel had always grown up in a way that was disappointing to his uh, very martial dad. Well, because, yeah, he's a coward. He's got. He likes books, he likes kittens, he likes music. Things like that. Things that were considered... He makes his own songs. Oh, no, Bart Alert. He's considered... <laughs> in, 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 in Westerosi culture, especially in apparently Tarly culture, in that hunting culture, he is considered feminine and nerdy. And basically useless in any sort of... Like, it would be one thing if he had those quirks and was still able to, like, you know, kick ass and hunt and all that. He can't do any of that stuff. I mean, but hey, I'm just saying that's just their culture. And, you know, George R. R. Martin wants us to acknowledge that. Uh. <laughs> Had a lot of um, master to arms to come teach him to fight, none of which worked, apparently. Yeah, well, you, there are some people that are not like that. And, yeah, sometimes they'll be really intellectual like that, in which case you use them for other things. But... This is a person who can't imagine using him for anything other than... And he was you know, also already fat, even at that age. And once again, I'm using this as a neutral descriptor, but... Well, yeah, his dad hated that. Yeah, well, and again, I'm sure that if he was able to kick ass and hunt, he could Then that wouldn't have more. been considered yeah. that mattered. Like, if he'd been, like, like a young... Like, let's... Uh, if he was, like... Being like Robert Baratheon... Yeah, something like that. Like, they that's... wouldn't care so much. Yeah, but he he's and that's sort of an interesting thing. I I mean I kind of agree with you on the Tyrion thing. I feel like both of them are considered like mirrors and like opposites of like the more like you know brutish. Like if you're type. if you're fat and nerdy, you have to kick up disproportionate amount of butt in battle to still be uh, considered acceptable. Well, yeah. In, Tarly, in the house, Charlie. So anyway, his dad, who, you know, we have compared to Gaston in, in conversations. 
somewhat as a joke. No, he's much more badass than Gaston. Yeah, okay, but don't let's not get into how badass Gaston theoretically was. But anyway, yeah. Oh, so, come on. I made the Gaston comparison because the guy looks like the Tarly sigil. That's why. Yeah, he does. It's, it's very much... That's clearly meant to be some sort of... Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in an extra episode for the or long, something. For quite a while, I thought George R.R. did have a hand in that edition of Beauty and the Beast. Well, it, I was wrong. It was the wrong, the Ron he, Perlman yeah, version. He, he worked on a Beauty and the Beast, and... We only knew that we only heard that part. We didn't hear which one. It was the Ron Perlman one, uh, but what was it? Uh, we thought maybe it was the Disney one. We made a lot of jokes about that, uh, about him, you know, designing like just a young, <laughs> young George R. R. Martin. Uh, uh, behind the scenes designing a Gaston. Okay, Gaston is, is an arrogant, misogynistic windbag, and Randall Tarley is an arrogant, misogynistic. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, of course, is after. Seasoned battle commander. They're not. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a real, he's a real hard ass. The point is that Sam knows not, and he really doesn't like it. He tries to get uh, as Sarah yeah, said, the... locks, was it? Yes, uh, when his dad figures out that Sam is not shaping up to what he wanted, he becomes um, legitimately like abusive to him. Um, and um, this includes making him sleep in chainmail, made more his mom's clothes in public. And, yes, the time that he got the warlocks to come and um, slaughter an aurochs. You want to talk about what that is? I thought we discussed that. Yeah, we did, but give a refresher. Yeah, orcs are just wild cows, wild cattle. That means that cattle you see is pretty much domestic, and it's a lot smaller, and it's a lot, lot tamer. So wild cattle, just imagine, like, a cow or a bull, but much, much, much bigger and much less, like, not... Like, just bulkier, like, just, like, sheer, sheer size and muscle and, you know, temperament. Like, wild, wild animal. Anyway, he So, yeah, him. they have a... They They're, have him bathe in the blood from it and... Uh, to make him... considered prized hunting bra- More trophies. braver magically. It doesn't work. He falls up. Oryx are considered a prized prey for hunters. They're considered, like, the ultimate prey by some. And that's why they're extinct. Point. Yeah, they're, they're, they're extinct. Uh, and in real life, I mean. Yes, they're very much extinct in real life, and there's been effort to bring them back, but we will not get into that here because that is a bizarre history. Yes, it is. Uh, um, should we drop a spoiler about those warlocks? You go ahead because I don't really know exactly what happens next. I do know that they failed... The uh, Orok bloodbath ritual failed, and the Orochs were scoured, fa- scoured. The, yeah, the warlocks uh, got whipped for that. They basically got yeah. We don't know. We just assumed pretty badly because they used the term scoured, and they they were. Uh, this was Randall Tarley, so yeah, it would have been was, pretty badly. He's uh, really angry now. Is he the one that hates sorcery as well, or is that sort of? Always, yeah, that's canon. That's them. canon adjacent. Yeah. But he likes it when he uses it. But he probably got really angry at them because they failed. Like if they wa- if they succeeded, 
then, you know. Okay, but. so nothing actually <laughs> directly written by George R. R. has Randall Tarley Hates Magic. Okay. But there was a supplementary thing to um, the Blu-ray edition of one of yeah. the seasons, and it's supposed to be narrated by Sam, actually, yeah. and he's talking about, like, Oh, yeah, magic lore that. and he's like oh yes my dad found a witch on his property and got out his hunting uh yeah so so like many others he's okay with it when he used it when it comes right for him but it didn't go right so he... so yeah no go ahead these warlocks they're portrayed like charlatans here but in some this is a minor spoiler. In later books, they are portrayed as having actually pretty powerful real magic. Now, there is some implication that their magic had been greatly strengthened by a certain event that happens at the end of this book. So, in other words, hasn't happened yet. Yeah, we're not going to spoil that. I mean... A good amount of people probably already know, but we're not going to spoil it. These warlocks, they have blue lips, they're from Karth, and they are recurring characters in the series. I don't know if they're the same exact warlocks, because it's an order of them, but... Yeah, well, I would assume not. But you never know. Then... So it didn't work. The it did not is, work. It, it work. did not work. Well, you can't just, like, make something from, you know, nothing. Like, there's no... If there's nothing... There that makes you know makes him seem to be a warrior. It would be very hard to actually pull something like that out uh, that hasn't been tried before. So again, nothing wrong with that. He's he could have been a great scholar or whatever, but you know he decided he was uh, Tarly really didn't like nerds, and we're gonna um, discuss yeah, what happens to him. Um, so. Randall Tarley and um, his wife, Melissa Tarley. I should say, she's from the Florent family. She. Okay. I don't. I don't know as much about that. I just. Uh, it's not really important. It just means she'll be that. Samuel is technically related <laughs> to. Um, various Florents that'll come up in the next book. Oh, okay. Just another house that's. From that area of Westeros. Well, anyway, they have three more kids, all girls, which, you know, it's medieval times. They don't... Yeah. And then another boy named Dickon. Yes, they actually named him. They actually named him Dickon. It's a form of Richard. I know. Which yeah, that's a that's but we, we, we people would still make jokes about that. Yeah, we understand. I think where uh, George was kind of going with this. Uh, so, but he thinks that Dickon should be the heir. Well, yes, Dickon is pretty much immediately much more temperamentally to his liking, and you know he's into. Yeah, he's he's closer to the actual son that uh, that uh, that uh, his father wants. And he pretty much ignores uh, Sam after that and lets him do his thing, which, for a short time. Yeah, until... Until his uh, 15th name day, 
and he's working up, he finds his horse all saddled, and three guys take him out to the woods, and his dad is there just skinning a deer. Yeah. Um, I should point out this scene, um, the deer skinning scene was changed to, um, Tywin Lannister in the show. You know, the whole scene where Charles Dance is skinning a real deer was originally from this, uh, yeah. Randall Tarly scene here. Yeah. He's skinning a deer, and he's like, oh, you're, you're an adult now, and you're my heir. Yes, 15 is considered legally adult in Westeros. They changed it to 18 for the show. Yeah. And yeah, you haven't, you haven't given me any cause to disown you, but I still can't have you as my heir. Yeah, he says that he's unworthy of heart's pain. And he's unworthy as a warrior in heaven, basically. And what you're going to do is you're going to announce that you're going to take the black, um, forsake all claim, and leave before evening... And if you don't, we're going hunting, and we'll say that your horse fell and that you got thrown from the horse. But actually, I'm going to hunt you like a pig. Yeah, he's basically implying that he's going to hunt him down and kill him. And, uh, which is, I'm not uh, sure how he could pass that off as a fall from a horse, but... Yeah, I don't know. Come on, Westeros is... <laughs> They're not that bad at forensics. He I mean... fell on a knife. <laughs> repeatedly. Uh... Yeah, so, uh, he Does says, his intimidation move where he pulls out the deer's heart and is like, like, you're gonna join the Night's Watch or this. Yeah. And while he's telling this story, he's just telling it, like, really in a calm, like, detached sort of way. Yeah, well, Sam is, yeah. I think that, uh, I wonder, you know, do you think that um, he that Randall told him to join the Night's Watch just because that was the only thing he could really think of. Because there's a few things we will later learn. Oh no, that he, it's specifically the Night's Watch. So as we later learn, well, okay, gotcha. well, there are certain other things that would have uh, kept but him out of the line of succession at, as well. But like these them. are sure he doesn't like them. Yes, these are things that Randall would view as humiliating for a Tarly. Like, yeah. no, you're gonna join the Night's Watch because it's badass. Yeah, and this is never said outright, but um, there's also a g- very good chance he'll be killed and actually be dead. Yeah. And it is later revealed he's just telling people that, uh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Figures. Yeah. Father of the year. Well, there's many fathers, uh, great fathers. One of the many great fathers in, uh, in Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones series. Come on, you could count the decent-ish ones on, like, one hand. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I mean, as far as ones that you uh, actually get to know what their parenting is like at all. Yeah. Although eventually, like, most of the terrible fathers, like, south of the wall anyway, seem like 
Tywin Lannister 2.0 on some level or other about their uh, yeah. parenting, as it were. So that's when they say, yeah. you know, he tells this story and he's really, you know, it's kind of solemn. And then John says, we should go back to the common hall. And Sam says, why? And... Oh, because, well, there's this hot cider and mulled wine and um, Darian the singer is going to be there. And now we can talk about Darian. Yeah, Darian... Uh, he's a bard. Yeah. He's, he's a, a bard. And he, it's because, and that's why he was there, is that he was... Um, he had been a singer. And he, he was singing at uh, Golden Grove. Yeah, and uh, the house Rowan. Yeah, and his uh, daughter, uh, Lord Rowan of Golden Grove's daughter, basically seduced him. I guess, and or at least that's how he tells it. And she was two years older, apparently, and helped him into the the bedroom window. And when his uh, the father discovered them together, she said that it was rape, and he was sent to the wall. Now, this makes this story makes it seem very, very, very sympathetic, and like you know she seduced him, and all of that, and you know all of that sort of thing. However, Sarah mentions. Um, go, ahead, go ahead and you spend a lot more time with Darian as a character in the fourth book, and. Um, he's pretty creepy and gross in there. Now, that does not automatically mean that he did it, but it does raise the chances that he did it. It's one of those things where you don't understand. You don't know for sure. No, no he never go, does ever get further into it. You don't have to say what, how far it It doesn't goes. go into this that again. again. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying that, um... Yeah, it, it's, it becomes more ambiguous. And that's, let's face it, that's what George R. R. Martin likes he's like oh, okay well i'm gonna make him creepy but at the same time there's every chance in the world that what he said was true so you know it's uh it's 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 a it's a tricky not easy one-sided thing so apparently he's a very excellent singer and maester Eamon calls it compares his singing to honey poured over thunder and Toad sometimes sings too, and Pip says Toad singing sounds like piss poured over a fart. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam said he'd like to hear them both. But he understands the thing. Yeah, they're gonna make him fight on the next day, and it's not gonna be better. Yeah. So, John goes back to the common hall alone. And, uh, you know, the people are noting that uh, <laughs> Sam is indeed craven, as I said. And, uh, and Jaren, am I saying that right? Jaren? I think so. Okay. Uh, um, someone, yeah, thinks that he's too good to eat with the likes of us. Yeah. And, and uh, Toad is, is uh, 
he, making pig jokes. Yeah. And oinking. And John stands up for him. And they actually were silent. And he said, and you know, John also, you know, he 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 did what he could to persuade the other boys not to. Uh, hurt Sam in the practice yard and some of them were like all for it and others he had to in the end, they all agreed, shame and even threaten and in the end they all agreed except, except for, for Rast who yeah. quote unquote wants to slice off a rasher of bacon yeah so so yeah John uh, brings his wolf into um, Rast's room at night and yeah that was uh uh, let's his wolf kind of lightly bite on Ras's neck a bit, and uh, remember, we know where you sleep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The next morning, Ras says that, oh, the cut on his throat was where his um, razor slipped while he was shaving. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's something. So, and none of the others uh, would hurt Sam. So yeah, the others like. <laughs> Nobody's going to do an actual real attack on Sam again in the yard. And Sir Alistair <laughs> got really mad because, you know, they they took it relatively easy. They would beat him technically, but they wouldn't, like, hurt him. And uh, he understood. Sam, you know, <laughs> mentions how he's no fool. Of course not. He's... uh pretty intelligent. He knows that John uh, was protecting him. And what does he say to that? I don't know what you did, but I know you did it. I've never had a friend before. What does John say to that? We're not friends. We're brothers. So there you go. It's supposed to... but he's he, he, It's John being all self-righteous about it to an extent. Don't get me wrong. It's very good that he's doing that. And it's cool that he's uniting the knights, the young knights watch like that. It's very good. But he's also, of course, you can tell that he's like, all right, I'm, I'm the one doing it. He's, uh, and I, that's not lost on, uh, that's not going to be lost on other people. But he does genuinely like Sam. Oh, well remain an important character in this series with yep. actually a lot more to him than you see at first first glance. Yeah. He's going to be recurring. And John reflects on his family. Yeah, I was still uh, wondering if he'll ever see uh, Uncle Benjamin again. left ambiguous so there you go that's the chapter that is the chapter um do you have anything more well like I said I think it's cool that John's you know uniting the Night's Watch um I think that there's gonna be you know it's clear that other people are gonna notice this um Yeah, where I guess we're gonna see what happens. You have any closing thoughts, Sarah? I will well, say. Oh, yes. Sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. 
no, I was just gonna say, we'll say it's interesting. Uh, you know, they introduced an interesting new character, and they delve a little bit into the other characters as well. So, the Night's Watch are all becoming characters, including Sam, newcomer Samuel Tarley. So, it's very interesting. There are a lot of readers that um, relate to Sam on some level. You know, if you're if you're a nerd who was picked on a lot and wasn't good at defending yourself, you know, you can relate. Or even if you were, you could relate. I mean, you know, it's pretty relatable. I would have related to that if I read that when I was like, you know, I guess his age or something like that. And I would and I would say that in um various ways that will you know, be gone into as the series progresses. Um, I'd say that Sam is actually very positive uh, representation. Yeah. And in a a lot of ways, um, subverts a lot of uh, unfortunate um, tropes about the stereotypical fat nerd character. Yeah. I agree. Well, I mean, I I agree from what I see later. I haven't seen much of him in the book yet at all. I've seen the series, though, like I said. So, an interesting chapter. And let's see, yes, the next one is going to be uttered again. Yep. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, Looking forward to more Sam chapters in the future. There won't be any just yet, but... I would really uh, like to go more into this character. You know, once we see some more... Yeah, things unfold. Yep. And we're gonna see what's happening later with more with the Daenerys and the Dothraki, and see how all this comes together. And also, stay tuned for more Lord of the Rings, the Shadow of the Past, and also we will be doing the live-action Rankin Bass Hobbit. Yeah, the one that so many of us like grew up on as kids. Wait, which one? The Rankin Bass Hobbit. Mm. You know, the, the greatest adventure, that yeah, one. Yes. One. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Alright, well, there you go. Thank you for listening to Cast Into the Fire podcast, and good night.